from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting for the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Jeremy is with us in Virginia Beach. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, John and Dave. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of both of you guys. Well, thank you. How can we help? Well, my wife and I have about $38,000 left on our mortgage. Uh, We should have it paid off in about 10 months. And we're super gazelle intense, but I'm curious, how should we start taking steps to draw it back a little bit to maybe relax after we pay off the house? Um, Should I tell my employer that I'm debt-free and that I no longer want to work overtime and work on weekends? Or should I even tell my boss at all that I'm totally debt-free? I wouldn't be passing out my net worth information to my boss, but that's just me. I work at a place where we, we do that all the time, but it's different. What, how long have you been on this debt-free journey? Uh, about three and a half years. And that, did you have consumer debt before you started paying off your house? Here's what I'm asking. If you, pay, if you spent two years paying off consumer debt and then you just kept going through your house, that's a recipe for burnout. That's why we tell people to slow down when you get to your house and breathe a little bit. Actually buy a bed frame maybe or... Uh, actually go out to eat every once in a while or something like that. Um, but you, it sounds like you've been running the whole way through. Yeah, it's just been our house. Uh, we bought the house when we were 21. Uh, we're 23 and 24 now, and we're almost done with it. Um, this is the only debt we've ever had. That's really impressive. Really okay, impressive. so l- let's recap here. What John is saying is what we teach folks to do, and it is relative to your question, is to be gazelle intense in baby steps one through three. And that's just wide open, scorched earth, no life, totally getting out of debt until you're debt-free everything but the house and until you have your emergency fund of three to six months of expenses in. You've passed that. When you get to baby step four and start putting 15% of your income into retirement and you start saving for kids' college and you baby step six is extra money on the house, we move from intense to intentional. And, uh, and so we, that's when we slow down and we buy a couch or we upgrade the car, we go on vacation, we, and that all of those things cost money. So it slows down the debt reduction, but we're still very careful, very intentional, very wise. We now can go out to eat, but when you're in those first three steps, you're not doing any of those things. You're just game on, right? So you blew past that and just stayed in intense mode is what you're saying, but you're within 10 months and you're 23. So you're going to live through it. Right. But also you got married at 21. Your sweet wife married you at 21. And and it says on our screen this is affecting your marriage. So what's going yeah, on? Yeah, y'all haven't been able to go out to eat yet or anything. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I think it's just we're so intense uh, focused on it. Uh, we've kind of forgotten to take a date night every once in a while or uh, do any kind of extracurricular activities because, you know, every penny that we got, we're trying to put it towards the mortgage. And- oh, stop. Yeah, quit. Stop. Okay. Take, take take 20 months to pay off the house instead of 10. Take your wife out. And by the way, okay. the idea that you can't go do something without money isn't true either. Y'all can go hiking. Y'all can go out. Y'all can go walk by the river. You can do all kind of things for free. But the idea that we're not going to do anything together, we're not going to have date night in our new marriage because we got to do this thing, that's a recipe for 
this thing ended up in ash. Who's the Who's okay. the fired up one? You or her? Uh, both of us actually. But honestly, yeah, it's probably just me. <laughs> for the most part, it's for sure both of us, and by both of us, I mean just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jer- okay. So if we listen, if we backed off on the OT, but maybe didn't stop at all but back down on it and we change change the schedule to 20 months from 10 months you're still going to be very wealthy you're still going to have a great life and that gives you some margin time wise and money wise to have a good date night that you actually spend money on to uh plan a weekend away vacation to do some other stuff you can start to build some other things into your budget because you're not doing scorched earth anymore because you shouldn't be really at this stage it's not what we teach people to do it's not evil it's not horrible that you're doing it if you're both in agreement and you just 10 more months that's fine but that's not the case right now you you kind of got some frayed ends on the rope right now right exactly yeah Yeah. so just take them you don't have to announce to your boss anything just go you know boss i just can't take as much overtime i'm gonna spend a little more time at home after all after all i am a newlywed and i would here's what i would do jeremy if i'm you this is the exact conversation i would have i'd take my wife out i'd say hey we're gonna go grab something and i will have surprised her with somewhere that's a little bit nicer and i would start the conversation with i have scorched earth though so i'm paying this house off in the first two years i don't want to get it paid off but i haven't done a good job of dating my wife and so I want to come up with a plan that once a week you and I can go do something. It doesn't have to be extravagant, but let's put something on the books every single week. What would you like that to look like? And, and then, then after her jaw comes off the floor, yep. then shut up and listen. Just be quiet. Yes, exactly. And it might be it might be going out to dinner. It might be going for a walk. It might just be you sitting on the couch, putting your feet up and not working 24-7, 365. Because sometimes to a new spouse, that can feel like you're running from her. And you're trying to avoid her. And when you're trying to do the best you can, it's just aligning pictures and words, all that. But I would sit down and take her to dinner and say, I need to do a better job of dating my wife because I love you. I like spending time with you. What would you like that to look like? Yeah. Okay. And put it on the calendar and put it in the budget. These things don't accidentally happen as a philosophy. They happen when you tactically implement them. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have to tell your boss anything except I don't want as many hours. Yeah. That's it. That's what I got to say. I wouldn't be in the... I just don't have as many hours. I don't need as many hours. And then when the house is paid off, if you don't want to work, if you only want to work 40, that's fine. I don't need as many hours. Right. And if you want to go save up for something and work some hours, then go work some hours. But that's okay. Uh, all of that's fine. I don't think you have to have a big explanation there. In fact, I wouldn't. And I also want to put this out there. If you're 23, 24, and you have the opportunity to work like crazy, you don't have kids yet. It's a good time to do it. It's a great time. So maybe cut back from sixty to fifty and take yeah. some overtime. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say cut it off. Yeah, I, I, said, I know, but it, it's easy to just hit if the you, breaks. Listen, the schedule that guy's on. Yeah, <laughs> he can cut it back. It's going to feel like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, and he's still going to be working more than most people his age. You know, and let me just tell you, America. Here's what we know: we are sure because we see the data and we talk to Jeremy's all over America. We have the anecdotal evidence because of our discussions with the marketplace and actual research and data that Gen Z, the 23, 24-year-old, might be the hardest working generation to come along in a long time. The ones that work. The ones that don't are the most useless generation ever. There is no middle ground with Gen Zs and millennials. They are either game on, crusaders, the best hard workers you'll ever have. I got a building full of them. I love them as as an employer. I love this generation. 
or they're completely freaking useless. That's where they are. And so, and everybody's picking up, the news is picking up on the useless ones, the participation trophy crowd and all that crap, and quiet quitting and all that garbage. No, there's people like Jeremy out there. That that kid works. He's about to have a paid off house at 23. He works. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me this generation doesn't know how to work. They do. This is the Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, well, you can help us out. We don't spend a lot of money marketing, like uh, like we don't have our own uh, football stadium, like uh, SoFi or something like that. We don't we don't do that. But uh, you're our marketing, and so if you want to um, help us, we'd appreciate it. Uh, you share the show, share the link on the show, tell people where you watch or listen to the show, but click the subscribe and the follow button and leave a five-star review. Mama said, if you ain't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So no need to leave one star. If you don't think that well of the show, just listen to something else. It's okay. But uh, there's a whole bunch of you out there, about 25 million of you. So thank you. And you are telling people about the show and you are sharing the show. It's showing up everywhere. A lot of questions this week about taxes because next week's the week we got a file. It's confusing. One of our listeners says, Dave, what happens if I can't afford to pay my taxes? Uh, you go to jail. They arrest you. <laughs> Actually, they do. But um, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but we're, that's, that's not the correct answer to the question. But On April because 16th. We're, because we're not going to do nothing, okay? You, you, okay? When you say you can't afford to pay your taxes, th- 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 that's wrong. Okay, because if you have taxes, it's because you have an income and your taxes are not greater than your income. Correct. So you can afford to pay your taxes. You just have to prioritize taxes before anything else. And I do. I pay my taxes immediately. Uh, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. So number one, you've got to make it a bigger priority. And you, if you've gotten behind because like you're self-employed and you didn't pay your quarterlies and you got a big bill coming due or something like that, and you can't afford to pay that on April 18th this year, then that's a different kind of, I can't afford, but I can't afford period. Okay. So if that's the case, what you always do is you always file on time. They actually will not put you in jail for failure to pay. They will put you in jail for failure to file. Uh, okay. 2,579 people went to jail last year. Really? Failure to file federal income tax. It is a, it is a federal law. Hmm. So file, even if you don't pay, Okay. file your taxes and then call them and get on a payment plan with them. It's horrible. The, the, the interest rates, ridiculous. And the, uh, 
penalties are ridiculous and all that but you know you start paying a few dollars a month you can keep them at bay for a very very long time while you get your crap together and just get them paid off but ignoring them is not an option let me just tell you most things that you ignore that are bad get worse correct when you ignore them taxes get worse 10x Hmm. if you ignore them they get nastier meaner not filing not paying not being on a plan not developing some way to get the kgb i mean the irs out of your ear hole is not a good idea you have got to deal with this you've got to deal with it anybody that doesn't deal with problems has bigger problems and the irs is a super big example of that i am not scared of the irs and i am not a promoter of the irs neither one they hate me because i make fun of them they love me because i tell people to pay their taxes mm-hmm. uh number one it's a matter of integrity number two it's the law number three you're gonna screw up your life running from these people so you don't want to do that so if you set up a payment plan and you're paying $200 a month, and you owe them $4,000, then go get you five jobs and pay the $4,000 right now, right? Do it right now, like yesterday, and uh, and figure out what caused you to get behind in the first place, and don't ever do that again so that you're never here again. So it is one of the worst uh, bills, one of the worst debts that you can have because the interest and the penalties are so high and they have almost unlimited power to get to get your butt in trouble so not dealing with it is the worst possible thing you can do file on time even if you can't pay filing an extension does not extend your your demand to pay if you owe a thousand dollars and you file an extension and you don't pay the thousand dollars you're going to get penalized and tax and interest on all that so you do not, you have to pay even if you file an extension, if you, if you have the money. So don't pay something else, but pay these people. There's no, I mean, being behind on your credit card, whoop-de-doop-de. Being behind on the IRS, that is a bad idea. <laughs> there you go. So if you need some help with taxes, go to Ramsey Smart Tax. We can help you. We've got a, a, an online filing software that's very inexpensive to use. Get filed. If you've got a problem like this, you could get with a tax professional. If you've got a complicated return, you can get with a tax professional. RamseySolutions.com slash smart tax or get one of the ELPs that if you've got a complicated situation, they can help you. Guys, do not ignore the tax thing. And I guess the last thing we'll add one more time, because we talk about it all the time, is if you're getting a refund, stop being stupid. You should not be getting a refund. A refund is what you get when you take a shirt back to the store and they give you your money back. That's what a refund is. They're giving you your money back. You have paid too much in to the IRS. It's still your money. It's not magical. It's kind of like, you know, you ever put $20 in a coat and forget it, and next winter mm-hmm. you put the coat on? I feel like and, I won something. And put your hand in and you go, $20? What well, was your $20, stupid But It's been in the coat all winter. <laughs> why, are you, why are you so excited? You know, that's the same thing as a tax refund. It's exactly the same deal, okay? So you just, it's, it, you have a savings account with the government that pays no interest. Dumb. Santa Claus is old like me. I know him personally. He does not live in Washington, D.C., <laughs> As a matter of fact, he doesn't even like going to Washington D.C. because there's so few good boys and girls there. It's it does, it is painted like the government's hooking you up. It's like we love you so much. Here's a check. We're going to increase your refund this year. 
which means they're going to increase how much that you overpaid. That's what that is. So it's dumb. Don't do that. Dumb, 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 dumb. Amber. Amber is with us in Washington, D.C. One of the good boys and girls in Washington, D.C. Hey, Amber, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> Better than I deserve. What's up? So um, just to keep it short, I'm about 30. I did the calculations. I'm about $38,000 in debt. That includes a $24,000 car loan, um, a $7,600 credit card that's one credit card and a six thousand dollar personal loan um due to my separation it has caused me to be in debt i got separated last year um husband kind of left me and our three children with nothing took the car which is why i took out a personal loan to put a down payment on the car um then you bought a car you couldn't afford exactly how much Um, how much do you make how much do you make kiddo Annually, my take home is about forty five thousand, um, and last year it was way less than that. So, um, yeah, honey, when he know, when he left, it broke your heart, and you were living in a fog, it, it, and you made a major mistake. Yeah. You bought I a did. you bought I a car you bought a car business. that you cannot afford, and the car is killing you. It is. Yeah. Uh, my monthly payment for that car is five like five seventy yeah. a month. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm afloat on everything, but no, you're not. Um, you're barely making. It. I'm not. I nothing is behind, but you know. Yeah, but you're barely. It, I mean, you can't it's not breathe. Affordable. Yeah, you can't breathe. Yeah, I, I cannot. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry, honey. Okay, here's yeah, what we're gonna do. Before, gonna do. before, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Yep. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna help you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you in our nine week class, Financial Peace University. I'm gonna pay for it. Okay. okay. And I'm gonna set you up with a coach that's going to walk with you and help you get this mess cleaned up because I've been where you are, where I'm too scared to think and you're not thinking you've got to get rid of this car and get your cheap car that you pay cash for. It's going to be hard, but we'll walk you through how to do it because this is not sustainable. And let me say this. I hear you wanting to explain, but before this, everything was okay. And you, you're not a bad person and you didn't, you're not a failure. You just made a mistake. And your husband left you. He walked away. So there's no need to apologize. Let's look forward and let's get this mess cleaned up moving forward. Yeah, learn from the mistake and never do it again. That's right. And we will walk with you. We'll help you. I'm going to put a coach in your corner. I'm going to pay for it. We're going to put you in Financial Peace University. I'm going to pay for it. You don't have to pay anything. All you got to do is do the hard work, kiddo. We'll walk with you. And you call us anytime you need help. But what that'll get you started because you've got a complicated situation we can't fix on the radio today. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show on podcast, a Ramsey Network experience. Don't miss all of that. You don't want to miss any of it. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Paul is with us. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hey, hey, Dave, how are you doing? Better than I deserve, man. Where do you live? I live in Somerville, New Jersey. Cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. How much debt have you paid off, Paul? $110,000. Wow. Wow. Good for you. How long did that take? 44 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Uh, when I first began, it was 70000 and uh, I'm now at 105000 Cool. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a senior data engineer for a healthcare technology company. Wow. Good for you. Great job. Good, 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 good. Okay. So $110,000 was what kind of debt? A uh, hundred of it was student debt, 
and ten ten thousand of that was a credit card. Okay. What'd so, you get a degree in? Uh, my undergrad was uh, mathematics, and my master's was in business business analysis. Good, good for you. Very cool. So about uh, four years ago or so, something clicked, and you said, "I got to get this paid off." What happened? Um, so we actually need to go back to 2017, February 4th of 2017. Uh, that day, uh, I left a domestic violent uh, relationship. Um, my life was threatened, um, hmm. and uh, had to leave with uh, nothing but my clothes on my back and my book bag. Wow! And came. Uh, and I went back home um, and so I w- went through therapy and through therapy um, me and my um, therapist worked together to make a game plan uh, and that was October of 2018 I actually have my uh, the notes in my back pocket uh, it was October 27th 2018 um, and we made a game plan to um, envision uh a life without debt because um not only was i physically abused emotionally abused uh, i was financially um i allowed for my student loans to go into default Mm. and i raked up credit card debt um and so uh 29 so because my loans went into default um i worked in 2019 to uh to get them back into standing grace um and then 2020 then uh 2020 came and the interest rate went down to zero and game uh, on that yeah exactly yeah um it sounds like you really uh went through an amazing healing process and that this, this therapist did a really good job yeah she uh very much believed in me uh, I, I tell you what, I, 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 I'm I'm so dumbfounded that y- you found an incredible therapist because most therapists are going to, I don't say most, the ethos around the field sometimes is, wow, look what happened to you. And your therapist said, okay, we got this giant mountain. We're going to work together and we're going to climb this mountain. We're going through mm-hmm. this storm. We're not going to sit here and try to go around work. it. It's incredible. Your therapist is a hero. And you are a hero for following the plan. Thank you. And, uh, John, if I, I could say uh, in that meeting on 10 27, 2018, her words to me were, if you're not, uh, if you don't do it, no one else will. <sighs> and that, that, struck, that, struck a cor- that struck a chord. And, because um in calvary is not coming (laughs) i um in um in my time in um in my domestically violent situation uh there were times that i did live in the red Mm -hmm. um there were times that um i didn't know where my next paycheck yeah but you taking control of all these different components of your life was your healing journey Yes, that was so because you instead of being a victim, you took you became a victor. Yes, you you got hero status and took control of each of these different areas and said, "Okay, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. I'm a guy who pays this stuff off." And you reset your identity and took off. Man, yeah. very good work. How does it feel right now? Oh man, oh, man you, it, uh, you're just you're you're amazing. <laughs> um, to think that uh, so when my loans came out of default, which was. February of twenty of twenty twenty, which was literally a month before the national. Um, yep. Uh, we, uh, I was literally at ninety thousand, and then literally the week before Christmas, 
I paid my last of uh, this past year in 2022. I paid off my last student student loan. It's amazing, wow. and uh, I, I feel overjoyed yeah and when when you watch this back when you watch this youtube clip i want you to look at your shoulders and your body posture when you're talking about your past and then look at yourself right now man like your whole everything about you is different that's amazing thank you john you you changed the way you were standing when you were talking about it it's pretty 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 cool thank you very cool so proud of you man thank you dave very very well done all right one more time i want america to hear what your therapist said on in october of 17 or october of 18 she said paul if you don't uh if you don't do this no one else will okay people in case you think joe biden's gonna pay your debt there's your answer if you don't do this no one else will i love you i'll help you i'll kick your butt i'll hug your neck i'll be there with you i'm not paying your freaking debt if you don't do this, no one else will. Paul's got the formula. <laughs> Paul did it. Paul wow. did it. I love it. I love this guy. And I love it. You're a math major. And yeah. the math didn't matter here because the math said it's 0%. It's not adding up. Let's just put it aside. And you went with the heart route and you said, I'm getting this stuff off my chest. I'm going you through it. You don't do this. You no did it. No one else will. I'm so proud of you, man. It's Thank amazing. You. Welcome Thank you. to your life. Thank you. If you don't fix it, no one else is going to. Man, how good does it feel to be free? Oh, it's powerful. It, Dave took the words right out of my mouth. Like it, it. I ha- yeah. I have a new. I have a new life. Um, a life that compared to where I was to where I am right now, it. it it's yeah. <laughs> no words can. No words can explain. Yeah, powerful man. So powerful. All right. Now, when someone says to you. How did you pay off $110,000? What do you tell them the key to getting out of debt is? Consistency. Um, it, um, there were times, like, there were times last year, last year alone, I paid $45,000 in debt, and I had to sacrifice a few things, a trip here, trip there. Um, you sacrificed a lot, Paul. It's okay to say it. You sacrificed a lot. It was worth it. I sacrificed contributing to my 401k for one year. Yeah. Um, and that equi- uh, equal to even more money going towards my student debt. And um, I like just to say if anyone's, um, it's, pos- it's possible. Yeah. Um, it, it may seem like a mountain, but once you get it going, you see the little victories and then you see it gone forever and then before you know it all of it's gone amen hey we got a copy of baby steps millionaires for you latest number one bestseller because you're going to be a millionaire thank you that's where you're going thank you and we got a copy of total money makeover for you to give to someone else and give them the hope that you found uh the same with the financial peace university membership all of that is the live and give box and you can live with some of it give some of it pay it forward you're amazing. Thank so you proud Dave. of you. Thank you, Dave. Great, you, great John. story. Uh, uh, hats off to your therapist. Great job by a professional doing what they're supposed to do, helping you own this and taking control. Uh, the secret to uh, getting out of debt, people, is nobody's coming. You're going to have to do it. That's the secret. As soon as you realize that, then all of a sudden the math start working. It's an amazing thing how that happens. It's just amazing. 
The Calvary is not coming over the hill. I don't care if you hear trumpets or not. It's not a Calvary. They're not coming. You have to do this. Paul from Newark, New Jersey. Rockstar hero. 110000 paid off in 44 months, making 70 to 105. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free. Love it! This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day is Proverbs 24, 16. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Alice Cooper said, mistakes are part of the game. It's how well you recover from them that is the mark of a great player. Ben is in Knoxville. Hey, Ben, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Um, I have wanted I wanted to ask uh, what your thoughts were on fractional real estate investing. I've noticed there's uh, been kind of a trend towards that and uh, seen a couple apps um, that offer that. And I know... Um, that uh, real estate is there. There's a um, shortage in houses overall, and uh, you don't advise for getting into debt. So I don't. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on um, uh, on all this stuff. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of buying rental property, I would buy it and pay cash and own it, or I wouldn't do it. Uh, I wouldn't do fractional. If you if you are not in a position to buy real estate, and that's why fractional seems appealing to you, then what I would look into is if you're at that stage in the baby steps to do investing, you can look into an REIT, a real estate investment trust. It's basically uh, functions like a mutual fund that buys real estate. And so you get the marketplace benefits, the returns of owning real estate, managing real estate. Uh, but you can buy into it with a few dollars like you would with a mutual fund. I mean, you can get in a mutual fund for 1000 2500 5000 bucks. You can get in REITs for the same kind of money, and you can pick those up with your SmartVestor Pro. In the old days, like when I first started this show, REITs were new, and uh, they, were, they, were, they were killing their uh, stockholders with, or their, their shareholders with fees, and so the net returns to the shareholders weren't very good. They weren't keeping up with growth stock mutual funds. Today, the better REITs, uh, the good ones, are, are getting comparable returns to good growth stock mutual funds. So you're going to see 10, 12, 14% rates of return uh, in a REIT. And if you're not in a position to pay cash, which is driving your fractional discussion, then um, the problem with fractional is, is that you don't have any control. And you're, you're you know, it. For instance, I talked to a friend of mine the other day looking at a, buying into a small business, and he was going to own 40%. <laughs> I said, you're what's called a minority shareholder, which also translated means you're up a creek because you have absolute they, – they can, they can run the thing in the ground. They can make all kinds of bad decisions, and you can't do anything about it because you can't outvote them. And that's what you got with fractional. They could run the property poorly. They could choose the property poorly. They could sell the property at the wrong time for too little. And you got no say. Fractional is just, I'm not a fan. Hey, when you own real estate, depending on which um, Instagram you're following at 3 a.m., one will tell you the point is cash flow. One will tell you the point is 
somebody else pays off the debt is the equity on a teeter-totter what's more important this cash flow that these properties produce over time or the equity they produce uh, as a house goes up in value or maybe it's I've, both. Ma- I've made the most money on appreciation okay on the equity the, inc- the increase in values okay the increase in values um, I make good money on the cash flows and uh, there's basically three places you make a rate of return in real estate you the increase in value the cash flow and uh, the tax advantage because you can depreciate them right so you're sheltering some of the income so those three things actually create an actual dollar return to you uh, of course the appreciation you do not realize until you sell the house so you don't you know if you got a house you bought a house for a half million it goes to two million you don't get that million and a half until you sell it so uh, but those three things together in real estate are calculated in what's called an IRR an internal rate of return okay and uh, it's all three of those components mathematically added together and on a piece of residential my typical residential i'll cash flow eight or ten percent mm-hmm. and uh so I'm, and i'm my IRR. of the total value yeah okay yeah my irr on that thing no of what i paid for it or, or no total value uh i'm probably uh cash flowing a lot more than i want i paid for it but the uh my irr over a 20-year holding period is probably 17 or 18 percent okay so that's probably what i'm making on it total okay but uh, uh, but uh, again, it's not. I'm not. I'm not putting that in my pocket today. So, uh, so real estate's a little different in that regard. Um, and there you go. Okay, Andrea is with us in Fort Myers. Hey, Andrea, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. I have a quick question. My grandparents are having my mother the executor of their will. They live in a different state. Does it make sense for my mother to have her name on their bank account for seamless or not until the time comes? It wouldn't hurt. Uh, how old are they? They're in their 80s. Yeah, I, I would. Okay. And, and the only reason is this. It absolutely affects nothing except, okay, if both of them passed away and her name is not on the account, she has to go to the court right quick to get control of enough money to begin to run the estate. And she's the executor of the estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just makes it, it adds a step and it, it makes the first two weeks following death more clunky. Okay. It, and, and, but I, w- I wouldn't do this if you were 52, you're mm-hmm. 82 though. The people we're talking about. Okay. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting they're going to pass away this year, but they're more likely to statistically than a 52 year old. I'm 63, the executor, I'm 62, the executor on my estate is not on my checking account. Mm-hmm. Okay, if Sharon, well, actually, she is because Sharon, but if we both died, the third the third party, if we both died in a car wreck tomorrow, uh, the, the, the executor is, the third party executor is not on the account. That's not what they're, not what's happening. So, uh, all of that to say, uh, you know, when... When we are approaching the end of life, either because of our, our statistically because of age, which we can say that in the 80s, okay, or, you know, you're, you're fighting a, a terminal cancer diagnosis or something like that, then, yeah, go ahead and put the executor on there because it's going to make the first three weeks following death much, uh, much smoother. Does that make sense? Are you there? Not there. Okay. That works, too. But that's it. So I, you're not supposed to say people die. But anyway, 
They do. I, I they do. do. I say it all the time, though. They do. They do. Hundred percent. Done. Hundred percent. De- detailed research. You're not getting out of this alive. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So, um, I actually, I actually like this, Dave. I've just sat with people who um, somebody loves. They love passes away, and their job is to handle what happens next. And man, having to go through a court system to get your name on a checking account is such a pain. Just have it on there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It just. Uh, but you don't have to do that. Twenty five years in advance either no that, absolutely that's, not. That's, that's weird that's clunky and yeah. weird and not respond i mean you know so if something happened to share me today they'd have the clunky yes but right. uh but you life know. happens there but yeah, on this but, one but yeah where you're dealing with uh people in the in the later decades of life life laugh but the uh, uh <laughs> god or the uh uh or or you're looking at a terminal illness or something like that that's when you would do that yeah. kind of thing so yeah that that's that does make sense in her case that's what i would do but it's not a it's just a it's not a philosophical thing it's not a a principle that if you don't do this you've done it wrong it's just tactical like you know you just got access to the money to pay the funeral home you know you got access to the money to uh take care of the light bill at the house that didn't get paid that month you well know and hopefully I mean? it's part of a grander conversation about Hey, I'm this old now. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and park the car, and I'm this old now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna review the will with you, and I'm this old now, and I'm gonna go ahead and put you in the checking account. As a due diligence, you're gonna love the people who your family members that you're leaving behind so much that you're gonna get over your fear and over the awkwardness of having these conversations, and you're gonna make sure everybody's on the same page. It is the most functional, relational, functional thing that a family can do. Such a gift, and. Uh, the more dysfunctional the family, the less likely that is that they're going to do this. Right. And they're the ones that really need to do it. Because if you're going to piss somebody off in your will, you ought to do it while you're alive. <laughs> At least you get to, that's the only way you get the benefit, right? Yeah, you can tell them about it. And you just go, <laughs> you're on cocaine, you get nothing. You know, it's just go ahead and tell them now so they can be pissed now. I mean, or the way I told Sheila, I said, I want my funeral to be like this. And she said, I'm not doing chores for you when you're dead. <laughs> when you're gone, I'm going to decide Whoa. what's happening. So. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.